Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. The off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Seat Time, everybody. Brian Pierce here, your host for this fine evening. Seat Time, the online show for the off-road enthusiast, brought to you by Fly Racing. Uh, we do have some other great supporters in Kenda, Tire USA, and Stillwell Performance. Obviously, because they are such fine supporters, we will talk about them later on in the show. But big thanks to them for supporting us. Um, it's been two weeks. We appreciate you guys for, one, all the love we've had on some of the videos that we've put out last year. We will talk about those a little bit during the show. But big thing is we have a new face on the couch tonight, uh, Mr. Randy Green. So how's it going, dude? Hey, very good. Thanks for inviting me. I'm excited to talk to Ryan and... Uh see what he has to say about the new year and the new season, and uh, you know we'll see what's going on. Are you going to talk about yourself personally as well and how much of a badass rider you are? Uh, you know, days gone by, you know, but I'm still having fun and still enjoying the sport and all that it gives you. you know? Most important thing is, is are you faster than your son anymore? <laughs> no, I'm not. Either one of them, uh, Dalton or Dylan. So I'm proud of my boys uh, and, and what they've accomplished and, you know, and what they are. So, um, no, I'm, I'm the slowest one now. And, uh, you know, I feel great about that. Yeah, that's okay. There's more time to work on the bike when you're that slow. Oh yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thank <laughs> of you. Course. Well, that's okay. I've been, I got, I finally got faster than my dad. Ryan's got some new kids now. And so he's got kids that he's going to be able to, to one day be slower than, yeah, and then yeah. he's going to look forward to that. So for those of you guys who don't know this evening, we're going to have Ryan Sipes on the show. He's on right now. But, of course, this is Seat Time. You can find us on our website, seattime.co. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash seattime. We're on the Twitters. It's at seattime underscore co. And on Instagram, just regular old at seattime. I've been playing around with Snapchat, too, at seattime. So, you know, whatever. Figure it out. There's a way to get in touch with us. Uh, somehow. Get your somehow. little grubby hands on That's your right. And, uh, get the social media fired up. Sends out some biz and see what's going on. So, episode 157, let's get it going Mr. Ryan Sipes, it sounds like you're already in Florida because you have absolutely no signal. Yeah, you'd be right. Uh, I'm down in close to Jacksonville, staying at WW Moto, and uh, just got down here last night. So um, we rode about all day today. We're so stoked to be out of the cold weather and able to throw a leg over a bike. Oh, I bet. Out of the cold weather. We've been having some crazy weather here in Texas, some yeah. snow. And we even had a race get canceled this past weekend, which, I mean, it happens, but doesn't happen too often. So I, I wouldn't, I don't know, do you, Randy, would you classify his changes this year as big changes or just changes? Oh, I don't know. I think they're pretty big. Um, you know, he's going from, you know, one manufacturer to the next, even though they are kind of the plat same platform. Um, Ryan, let's just, you know, throw it out to you. How has your transition been from the KTM to the Husqvarna? I know they're real similar. Um, we're in fact doing the same thing going from KTM to Husqvarna. Uh, we're excited about that, but, uh, how are you doing, you know, and, uh, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. Uh, it's been great, really. It's, uh, like you said, they are similar. Um, I do think, I do feel a difference in them. Um, but the biggest change is, um, I went from the 450 to the 350. Oh. And, uh, you know, just, um, the 450 is a good bike and everything. Um, uh, and it's really good for moto. But in the woods, um, 
it was just too much motorcycle for me. And I'm not a small guy. I just, uh, it was just, you know, you just get it opened up and you got to make another turn. And it was like, man, I just don't feel, you know, like I was telling my dad, he's like, why are you on that 350? I said, well, my, my strong points are the, the fields and the, you know, the grass track parts. And then we get to go on a moto track and stuff like that. That's my strength. That's where, you know, I burn those guys up in that. And then we get in the tight woods and they just kill me. Yeah. They just, I'm like, how are they going so fast? And I feel like, um, the 350 is going to help me on my weakness and I'll be able to make up for it in the fields, you know, yeah. in the open stuff because I'm already, you know, I'm already faster than those guys and that. That's what I, that's my specialty. You right. know, that's what Moto is. Right. Going fast and charging and stuff. And, and, uh, so I think I can make up for it there. And then hopefully I'm hoping that, you know, in the woods, and the tight stuff and you know we get to snowshoe and some of those where it's, you're basically just carrying your bike through it um and you got to be more like a trials rider than a you know a motocrosser i think the 350 is going to be better for me at least it seems so it seems like that so far i know the bike turns really good um better for me than what the 450 did and in the woods it just it just feels lighter and you can kind of throw it around more i think it's i think it's going to help me out that was that was going to be my question is going from the 450 to the 350 you mentioned the fact that you know a lot of the times those guys were kind of leaving you there in the woods so if you could i th- i think there's a lot of people that would be listening that go oh, yeah. man yeah tell me really how different that 350 feels in the woods specifically than the 450 like does it does it just feel less aggressive like when it pulls on your arms or do you feel that it's lighter even side to side like is it feel more flickable you know kind of kind of describe a little bit some of the reasons in the woods that you felt that made you choose that as the quote-unquote faster machine for the woods for you obviously um yeah i mean like you said it's it's just easier for me to ride in the woods just the 450 is you know in a field that's what you want you know in, in the grass track that's what you want with the bigger 450 but you get in the woods and it's like, man, it's just a lot of motorcycle. You're making turns, you know, every 20 feet and there's, there's no need for 60 something horsepower, you know, and this big, <laughs> right. big bike, you know, and it's like, I would be better off. I think it seems like it so far. Um, the 350, I mean, you can't even get it opened up in front of the trail. So right. it's like, you, you know, if you can go down in, in weight, and and the the engine size, um, I guess it's you know they call it rotating mass or whatever because um, the bikes are similar in weight. I like to the call it science. Feels, the 350 feels 20 pounds lighter. No doubt about it. Just it. I turns mean, better. Yeah. And everything. Huh. There's no doubt about that. The 450 has more inertia. It, it has more rotating mass, more gyroscopic effect from left to right in the in the tight stuff you know because dylan my son we've been doing the uh, gncc series from texas since uh 12 and we kind of saw you come on online in the gnccs and you did pick the 450 as your platform and it was really obvious man you were just blistering fast when the tracks were you know faster flowing and when they tightened up at certain venues and when it was you know it was difficult and uh you know, obviously the 350 platform works really great for Caleb Russell. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the long, you know, a lot of guys are picking that, that, you know, engine displacement. So they all can't be wrong, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's, that's the other thing. The, the guy that's winning all these, that's killing me, he's riding the 350, so he might be, <laughs> might be onto something. Well, exactly. No doubt about it. Yeah, it, it's, it's interesting how well that guy can do on a 350 and just and kick ass i mean just really oh, just dominate, go just ridiculously yeah. fast on those things and it it just it boggles my mind how much he can get down on himself when he goes to like a national enduro and makes a mistake and doesn't win or goes to the to the enduro cross and doesn't even make the night show but he gets he beats himself up so much for that stuff but it's like dude you You've kind of like we we're starting to see off road specialize a little, e- even no, to where we're at now. So it's like, dude, this is yeah. like, this is extreme. This is like tight, nasty single track. So I think if he gets a little bit more practice in those, we should be watching out. But it, it, yeah, Caleb Russell can kick ass on a three fifty. I've got a pretty pointed yeah. question for you, Ryan, and that I think a yeah, lot of pe- people are kind of wondering um, why. Do you not spend a little bit more time on the National Enduro Series? Um, you're obviously super fast, and, and your skill set is so you know tailored to the faster tracks. But when it does slow down and it gets be- or the tracks become way more technical, you know that seems to be a, you know more of a difficulty for you. Maybe line selection or you know just you know the the tighter race tracks you know kind of you know they're tougher for you. So. It seems to a lot of people that doing the uh, enduro series where it is tighter might, you know, further progress you at a faster rate. So, what are your thoughts on that? Um, it's funny you say that because I'm planning on doing uh, three of them this year. So, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, but it's um, yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I think that it will make me better. Um, I don't. Um, I'm really not keen on going to get my butt whooped because um, I know that's going to happen. <laughs> right, but, that's never fun. Um, and and to be honest, I've, I I quit you know racing Supercross and Motocross so I could be home with my family. And if I do both series, you know the full yeah. series, I'm really never going to be home. But my wife might kill me. So yep. Uh, you know I need to stay home, and and so there's just a couple different things that kind of go into that to me not doing both series and and. Really, they don't pay me more to do both, so you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go out there and kill myself and be gone all the time if I don't have to. But um, that being said, I'm I'm doing three of them this year, and uh, I'm also doing all of the I'm gonna try to do all of the uh, sprint enduros, and so I'm trying to work on my weaknesses. Like you said, the tighter stuff is definitely where I'm weak, and I'm I'm trying to work on it. Uh. We had a quick question from the chat room that I really, I really actually like this um, from Redneck Stud sixty nine. No idea who that guy is, but I'm in. Why not ride a two stroke if you're worried about a four fifty feeling heavy? So maybe you have you tested any two strokes, and then if you cho- obviously you've chose the three fifty four stroke over that, you know why? Why would you have made that choice? Um. Well, the 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 uh, I had a two fifty two stroke last year. Um, and the thing was amazing. It was so much fun to ride. And I, the last part of the season, I, I, that's all I practiced on. I was just like, I'm, I'd, I'd rather have more fun, you know, when I'm practicing because I'm riding the same old trails and ride by myself almost all the time. So I rode the two-stroke, and it was a blast. But you just you can't go as fast on them. I can't. And I even grew up on two-strokes. You know, they didn't come out with four-strokes until I was 18 years old, really. Um, they didn't get, get big until I was older. So 
I know how to ride two stroke and all that stuff, but it's just we did we did lap times and stuff, and I'm way faster on a on a four stroke on the well at the time I was riding the 450 versus the two two stroke and in a real tight trail in an enduro maybe, um, but in you get into fast stuff or in a real on a real slick track where it's you know roots and rocks and it's kind of icy, I don't think you can compete. Um, obviously people do, but I could. Right, right. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I do a really good job. On you my do a hell of a job. Yeah. Every time I go by, Randy's like, God, I wish I could be as fast as Woody. <laughs> that's what I say. And then he talks to my wife, and she just goes, two minutes, bro, two yeah. minutes. And he's like, never mind. Yeah. That's he's in- like, I'd rather enjoy it for four. <laughs> that's including making a sandwich, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah that's, that's the cigarette afterwards, okay, too. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, um, Ryan. Yeah, so you got a chance to race the the, the, the sprint enduro that just happened a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So tell us about the experience there at the event, how you, how they've kind of stepped it up, you know, being that this is a, now a full series this year for four rounds. And then also we know that you had to leave a little bit early. Right. So maybe you did you did you you know now that you're riding huskies, did you buy a Husqvarna generator for your house? <laughs> uh, yeah, leaving early was kind of a bummer because i was having a blast that was a super fun race and but um we my wife was stuck there um their town where her she was at her mom's for the weekend and uh they got a half an inch of ice which i don't know if you know anything about ice but a half an inch of ice shuts everything down yep no, like that's all we get here we're all so. falling down but the red lights were touching the ground. Wow. Uh, it was just gnarly. You know, trees falling, cell phone poles falling, and they didn't have power. They didn't have heat. Couldn't go to the grocery, nothing. So I had to get out of there and go get them. Um, but, no, the Sprint Enduro was a blast. Um, that was, you know, they told me, I was talking to Jason Hooper that that uh, runs the thing, and he said, because um, where I met him was at uh, Six Days in Sardinia in 2013. Oh, yeah. yep. And, uh, and he said, yeah, it's basically that, you know, it's the same thing as that same idea. It's special test. You know, they're whatever, five, ten minutes long, and it's just all, all out, all you can do, you know, and then it's just basically there's no transfer sections. I'm like, hey, that was fun. You know, six days was a lot of fun, and I was pretty good at it, um, cause it, it's just like moto, except you're on, a, you know, some trail and, and, uh, and you're out there by yourself. And um, I'm like, I gotta try this out. And that's that's what it was. It was super fun. It was the course was good. Um, it was it was funny. Like you said, the the one at the enduro test, I was a little bit further off of the times. And then on the the uh, the cross test, I was better. You know, I, I should have won the last test on Saturday. I, I missed it by half a second. Um, but I was. It was. Good for me because I wanted to go there and kind of shake down the bike, see how I was going to react on, you know, kind of a race situation. And the bike did good. And I started out, you know, first test I was 20 seconds off. And by the last test, like I said, I was half second off. So it was, right on. it was good for me to get kind of back into the racing groove. Man, so. I can tell you right now that I've never lost anything in my life by half a second. Um, I'm definitely, there's nothing in my life that I'm maybe that good at that I could possibly have, have lost by close. half a second. So I have to know, what does it feel like? Like when you're like half a second, like do you just think about every single little weird place to, that you should have made that up? Well, yeah. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, well, I know where it happened. And it was 
<laughs> you knew they're half second. And, and I just, I just barely missed the rut and like kind of fun and and if I hadn't done that, like for sure I would have won. So it was like, dang it, why couldn't I have just hit that corner right? You know, I hit it right in the other three times I did it, and then that one I messed up. But oh man, oh well. Hey Ryan, uh, before I forget, uh, a friend of mine uh, told me to tell you hi. You probably remember him, uh, Craig Martin from uh, Team Green. Yeah. yeah, he said to you know extend you know his best wishes and everything to you and your family. He remembers you guys really well, and uh, you know he said he had a great time working with you at Team Green and everything. So I didn't want to forget that cool. he he supports us. Um, with his shop, Action Motorsports, you know, shameless plug here. Hey. Premier Off-Road KTM Husqvarna dealer. They do a great job in helping everybody in, in North Texas as well as us. So uh, I wanted to get that in. You did mention six days. Cool. Um, Don't said hi. You bet. I will. Um, six days. Is that going to be on your schedule again this year? And uh, I know it's a, you know, just a mountain of work to get ready for and everything. And, and you know, the uh trophy team you know might be a little bit different this year and uh should you be asked would you be willing to you know go and uh you know hit it uh 100 percent uh i i think i'm you know would be good at it and uh i think i would be i would fit right in there i think you know my skills are are where they need to be and so um i don't know you know if they want to pick me Hey, bring it on. I'll do it. You know, if they don't, uh, I understand I'm not a moto guy, you know, right. but uh, I, I think I'd be, I think I'd be good at it. Yeah, I think so. it would be, it'd be pretty awesome. Um, we we kind of, we've heard a little bit about the fact that, you know, obviously that you used to race motocross, like, you know, we've talked about it. It's come up a time <laughs> or two. Uh, and you, you were pretty darn good at it. Uh, it, and obviously it, it's always a question with somebody like yourself when you have such a big break in the summer. Are there any plans for you to race in the outdoors or are you just kind of maybe on standby just in case or you're just like, nope, it's not happening at all? No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do three, three races for sure. Three okay. uh, nationals. And that was the plan last year just to do three, um, which are kind of the closer ones and some of the tracks that I like. But, uh, <laughs> You know, last year Davey got hurt, and right. he was like, "Hey, you want to fill in?" And which ended up being awesome. I had a blast doing it, and it was good for me to stay racing all summer and stay on the bike and you know competitive and stuff. Um, but it's kind of part of my deal now um, that if if they need me again, um, I'll do it as long as it doesn't conflict with GNCC or you know some of the stuff that I'm doing. Then then uh, and hopefully nobody gets hurt. But if they need me, I'm here. Is it primarily a Rockstar Husqvarna deal, or could it be with uh, Butler bro Brothers on the uh, BTO team as well? I mean, they're kind of under the same umbrella, but, uh, you know, with Brayton out no, and Brayton kind of, you know, having a tough time recovering, and the Nationals are coming up, so. Yeah, no, I'd be, uh, they're on KTM, so I obviously wouldn't be able to do that, but. Um, I okay. Would, yeah, it would only be with the Rockstar Husky team. Okay. Right on. Man, that would be cool to be that fast. Um, so another good question from the chat room. Is there any special aftermarket parts or modifications that you feel makes a big difference for you on bike setup? Like something maybe that you just can't live without? Um, there's a lot of things. Oh. 
you ought to see the you ought to see the uh you know well i mean just like any other race bike there's a lot of things you change um not that stock stuff isn't good but it's uh it's one of those things that it needs to be as tough as it you know the bike needs to be bulletproof if if that's even possible because if you drop a race that's a ton of points you're not you know it's gonna be really hard to make it up so and there's some extreme conditions out there it's not uh it's not a motocross where it's 30 minutes it's three hours and it's hot and it's muddy and water and everything else so um there's a lot of different parts that we put on it but i think the biggest thing the um difference this year that i felt so far is i'm using the factory wp suspension and um wp is doing the suspension for me setting it up and everything and that feels feels really good it, um i guess i didn't really know last year really how to set up um, off-road suspension and the guy that's doing my suspension he's awesome at moto stuff um, but he didn't know how to set up off-road stuff either so it was the blind leading the blind last year it was kind of like hey you think this is going to work I don't know let's try it and uh, this <laughs> it's year it's like combo. hey here's a good setting um, you know try this and, and I've always been a pretty good test rider so we're still working on it but so far it's light years better than what I had last year so Man, yeah, suspension is pretty tough. Now you guys know that we're, you know, we have a lot of a lot of help here at Ctown for Stillwell Performance. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just just talking about suspension. If you have questions about that kind of stuff, StillwellPerformance.com. That's who you want to go check out because he's helped me out a lot, and I can tell you that the, the I had never really gotten my suspension done before, and that was like it blew me away the difference that that really can make for you as a rider, um, especially being on a two stroke and not really when I had gone to a two stroke not really knowing what was going on. So if you're like thinking about what Ryan's talking about, where not really getting off-road suspension or what you're having issues with, obviously, if you're enjoying the show, supporting those that support us, you definitely want to check out Stillwell, uh, Stillwell Performance and check them out for some of your off-road suspension needs. It just seemed like a really good time for a lead-in, you know what I mean? <laughs> that was quite the segue. Like of, you know, And Ryan and I are both sitting here thinking about our uh, suspension sponsors and going, And you're like, hmm. God, I can't say anything, no, can I? Because no, then, then you would really just totally nothing. be a jerk. Because i got to respect <laughs> the house. i got to respect your house, you know, uh, uh, your studio, <laughs> your rules. This is the place. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty excited. So, so i got another question. Um Pointed question, uh, Ryan. You know the three-hour fo- format, and you know uh, what he kind of mentioned uh, spe- specialization, right? So, you know, GNCC racing is truly a specialized sport and our genre of racing right now with the three-hour races, and not just anybody can just drop in and you know pull out, you know, th- and do three hours hard. Um, these guys have elevated it to a just a you know, high, high level, yeah. the, you know, the top tier guys. So are you still finding that difficult, um, to train for? Or have you kind of, you know, got your regiment down to what you need? Um, cause there has been times in the past where, you know, um, we watched you and, and you did, you know, you start fast, you know, you, you sprint really, really well. And then, you know, about the hour and a half to two hour mark, man, it's, it's a, it's a different game, you know? And, uh, you know, and, I, and I'm not bagging on you at all because, dude, you are, you know, you're, you know, top five guy. So what do you think about training? That, that, is it a really a specialized deal for the three-hour events? Um, yeah, it's just different um, from what I did for Moto and Supercross. Right. Um, obviously, it's a lot longer, and it's less – the intensity is a lot lower. Uh, it seems like 
you know, that you go in the woods and we're sprinting full out, but it's, it's not even, it's not even a sprint compared to what motocross and supercross is. And it, and that's just a product of, you can't ride that hard in the woods. You're either going to end up in a tree or, you know, on your head, um, you just can't do it. And the, the, the speeds are not there. The speeds are not the same. You're, uh, you're not holding on as tight because you're not, uh, going a thousand miles an hour and, you know, hanging off right off the edge because you have to or people are past So it's different. The intensity is lower, but then it's so much longer that, you know, the first couple rounds last year, it was like, oh man, I feel good. Two hours in, feeling good. You know, two hours and one minute. Wow, I got a cramp. Wow, my, you know, my hands are blistered up. Wow, I, you know, and it was just at two hours, it kind of fell apart. But, um, I think that part physically, I'm good now. Um, mentally was, was another big thing that you had to, you got to change your whole mindset because when you get tired, I mean, you still got to go, you know, and you still got to, and you can't at two hours go, man. I still got another hour left. It's crazy. And, you know, and then you kind of beat yourself up. And so the mental part of it was big for me too. Just knowing that, Hey, I'm going to be out there for three hours. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to, you know, pick good lines and stay focused on what I'm doing rather than thinking about how long this race is and how, you know, how much my legs hurt or whatever it was. Um, but you know, towards the end of it, like at, um, at the last round last year, I mean, I charged the whole time. I never, never got tired, never felt, like, you know, man, I wish this was over. I wish we had another half a lap because I was gaining on strength. You know, so that was a good feeling to end off the season that way and right. feel good uh, physically. Uh, now, you know, we've had a, a winter of snow and ice and crap, so we'll see how it works out. The, the spin bike can only do so much in my basement, but I feel yeah. good uh, <laughs> mentally and, and physically, and I, I think uh, I think we'll be fine. So you're getting in some quality sand time in uh, Jacksonville. Uh, we haven't actually been to the, the new property. We did a, a couple or, well, three or four at the old property there uh, in Florida. And, you know, that's a, kind of a standalone sand track, kind of like Southwick, you know, when you went to Southwick. Um, so are you uh, are you ready? You got your sand, you know, uh, setting all dialed in? Yeah, I think. Um, that's <laughs> actually me and my mechanic we're talking about today. We're, uh, we're saying – you know, I set my suspension up with WG when I tested on hard pack um, and kind of choppy. And then to get down here, and it's going to, you know, they're saying it's going to be sandy and whooped out and fast and all that good stuff. And so it's, it's a whole different setup. I mean, you can't take one and go to the other. No. It might work okay, but it's not going to be, it's not going to be perfect, you know. So we're, we're trying to, we're going to a place tomorrow that's, going to be whooped out and fast and rough and stuff and hopefully click around on a little bit and got a couple different shocks that they've they have um that you know we're going to try out see which one's best and i think this if they're saying if it's like what they're saying is going to be like down here it's um like i said you know fast and whooped out it's not going to be like any other gncc so the setting here is not going to be what i would run at a normal one right right it's we haven't walked it yet, and I've heard everything from, oh, it's going to be just like last year, which was total crap, to, oh, it's going to be awesome because it's sandy and whooped out. Yeah, it's you never know. You yeah. never know. And this is, and I was just kind of checking in because I thought that this was a new venue, but it's new 
again, right? Because this is one that they, they said the last time they've been to it was in 2003 when Barry Hawk defended his bike championship. Um, so how different do we know that this is this new or this return to venue is going to be from like kind of the past two right. Florida's that we've known for so long? Yeah, that's the thing. I think the guys that I'm racing with this year, um, you know, all last year, I'd walk the track with Caleb or Charlie or even Thad or some of those guys, and we'd be walking, and I'm like, I've never seen any of this, so I want to walk the whole thing, and I want to look at everything, and they're like, oh, well, it just goes down this field for a little bit, and then turns and comes back. So they know it. They've been there. They've raced so many times there. Like Caleb was saying, he was, he raced most of those tracks on 80. Yeah. So they know that they know what at least the lay of the land, and they know kind of what it's going to be like. Some of the tracks, like yeah, we went through here last year, so you know they they've seen it, they've done it. Um, so that may help me a little bit here because I don't think that those guys raced this one. That uh, maybe they did on 80s or something. I think it was a mutter, um, but that was a you know pretty good while ago. So that might help me out. Um, then again, it, it might not. I don't know. I, I've been told that they changed the rule this year where they we can only walk on Sunday. Um, now I may oh, wow. be wrong. Maybe they're pulling my leg, but um, <laughs> you know, if if they if we only walk on Sunday, that'll be you know won't be able to go and walk the whole thing. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be good or bad for me, but it's definitely going to be a change. Well, I think uh, that's a huge advantage those guys have over you. Yeah. Um, huge. Um, when they know and they unload their bike, they got they've got data, they've got you know race wins and, and DNFs, and they you know they have so many you know uh, mind you know or, or pictures in their mind of where the bad spots are. And you know, having done this series, you know they don't reinvent the track completely every year, so they know you know what they're doing, and, and that's a huge advantage. And you, that you're in a huge obstacle that you're fighting these guys. And, uh, you know, they're only going to give away so much to you, right? You know, because they, they fear you, and um, they should. And because, uh, I mean, you're figuring this out, and you're coming. So it's it's going to be interesting to see you with a little of experience now and having gone back to some of the, you know, the tougher tracks, snowshoe, um, you know, let's see, you know, the uh, big bucks, a good one. Um, that's a fast one for you. I look for you to go fast there. It's one that, uh, I didn't finish. <laughs> we'll just, well, it's, it's, it's fun to talk about. So I'm excited to, you know, see how this plays out, especially you on the 350. I think it's going to be a great bike for you. You always went really, really well on the 250. I think the 350 rides more like a, uh, 250 than a 450. I don't know. What do you, do you think that as well? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's what, you know, it's, it's definitely, you can tell it's a little heavier, but it's got that same feel where you want to hang it out. You want to like, you know, get a little crazy on it. And right. 450, you don't because that thing will smash you. Yeah. It'll if bite you, you. You know, if you don't respect it, a 450 will smash you. Yeah. So it, the 350 seems like, yeah, I can, I can push it a little bit. I can get on the edge a little bit and I'm not scared that this thing's just going to, you know, make me, make me a, a vegetable so well we got a, another question here and it says uh why don't you have a cool nickname like your brother poo <laughs> i don't know that's, that's a good question because uh I, i've never had a nickname like nobody's ever come up with anything that stuck oh and I'm, so, I'm sure there's uh, a lot of your friends have some nicknames that you know you can't repeat huh 
No, that was another Craig Martin um, comment. So <laughs> I was like, that's not in the chat room. You liar. One of the things that I wanted to ask you a little bit earlier when we were talking about National Enduros is I noticed in a press, the press release, then that, that all went out. You know, you being now your title sponsor, Air Group, that you might help consult a little bit with Nick Ferringer and Ryder Lafferty. Um, is that a thing? And if it is, kind of what's the, 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 the depth of that and how does that kind of work for you? Um, basically, I'm just here if they need anything. If I can help at all, I mean, obviously, not Enduro's not my uh, expertise, obviously, but I know how to ride a dirt bike and, um, you know, maybe my strengths are their weaknesses, like the fast stuff and, and that kind of thing, or big whooped out, you know, breaking bumps. I, I grew up, you know, I raced that stuff my whole life and maybe, you know, riders being young and, you know, Nick coming from Enduro, it's all he's ever done is Enduro. And, uh, you know, maybe I can help out there. I, I don't know if I can, but it's, I just told them, you know, if they need me, I'm here. And, uh, and as well as, you know, the team stuff and kind of the business side of it. Um, I'm doing my own thing here and I, I run, I'm in charge of every single thing that goes on with my team. Um, and so I see, you know, the value in marketing and different things with the, um, just all the different ways that you can, you know, cr- uh, create value and create interest for your team and stuff. And we kind of, you know, bounce ideas off each other all the time and, uh, I think it's been really good. The air group guys are awesome and riders. He's fast, man. He, uh, I know he's, you know, he's right around that 10th place spot, but it did. He's got some skill. I can see it. Um, just watching him ride and stuff. I think once he gets a little more experience, gets a little older, I think he's going to be forced to be reckoned with. Man. Yeah. That's going to be pretty neat. I, I think, uh, I think it could go both ways as we like it to sometimes, uh, in the fact that you could be able to help them out, they could be able to help you out in some ways. And I think that's a pretty neat partnership. Yeah. So as we kind of start to wrap it up, I, I, what are some of the big things, or maybe small things, that you noticed that you're like, okay, I need to work on this, this, and this, so that the momentum that you had at the end of last year can be carried into the beginning of, the, of, of you know 2015, this coming up year, to keep you you know, in that top five, if not on the podium from the beginning, you know, to, to, to call it a successful year and a successful start? Uh, I think the biggest thing is, like you said, the experience is going to help me. Uh, I feel like this year that I'm, I'm, I came to Florida way more prepared, not just, you know, on the bike and, and you know, fitness-wise, just knowing what's coming. You know, I had no idea last year, but I'm I'm a go-getter, man. I'm, I'm going to give it everything I get, you know, whether I know what's coming or not, or if I know what I'm doing, I'm going to act like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, I want to, you know, I want to go after it. And uh, I just had, you know, rude awakening after rude awakening, learning so much stuff um, all year. I'm still learning stuff, but I feel like I'm way more prepared this year. I've got just all the little things, um, you know, more in line and, and I know what's coming. And um, mentally, I just feel I feel solid um, on the bike. I've, I've had more fun than I've had in a long time and feeling better than I have in a long time. And I don't know if that's, you know, product of the bike or just the mental side of it or, you know, whatever it is. But every time I get on the bike, I'm like, I feel pretty good. 
you know, and, and you know how those days are. Some days you're, man, I don't feel good. But did, did I forget how to ride or what? And that's how I felt like a lot last year. Like, did I, do I even ride dirt bikes? I don't know what, what's going on. I suck at this. But, you know, this year so far, every time I've been on the bike, I just feel really good. And I got a whole bunch of good people behind me with my sponsors and stuff. I've hired a mechanic this year, a good friend of mine. And it's just, uh, everything's going good. So I feel good about it. Well, before we go, are you interested in the business side? Are we, would you like to stay in the industry and, and possibly, you know, you know, retain, you know, the ownership and, and keep going with your off-road team and, and kind of be in that genre? Or do you see yourself going back to motocross or, in, you know, in a team manager type, you know, facility? What What's your thoughts? Um, no on the motocross thing. Just because I like being home, and, right? Uh, I want to be there for my kids and wife and everything, and uh, I don't want to be on the road. And doing that, you got to live in California, so no, not going to do any of the motocross stuff. Uh, I'll always ride and everything, but I'm not going to try to be a team manager or anything. But the off-road thing—I mean, who knows? If I figure it, start figuring this stuff out and start getting better, and you know, have a successful couple years myself and if if i got the sponsor backing and you know i can keep the interest up in the team and hey if somebody wants to ride for me if i got the money to pay them that'd be awesome right I, I like the gncc crowd i think it's a cool sport i wish they could get more um spectator friendly stuff because i think that's the only thing that's going to make the sport grow um but you know i agree still working on, on that I agree. Uh, they got to uh, definitely get the spectators involved with the race, the actual race more during the race. Um, they, they have too limited amount of viewing areas. And, it, you know, for you as a business person and marketing person, it's difficult to, you know, they do have a TV package that yeah. they sell and, and you can sell that obviously. Um, but at the races, it's, it's pretty difficult to, Get around and, yeah, you and watch. You kind of have to and, choose. You have, I mean, yeah, especially some of the tracks, you kind of just say, I'm going to go to this spot, and then at halfway through the race, I'm going to decide to go over here. Right. And those are the two spots you get to watch. Or you have to be at one the whole time because it's so... I mean, participation for in their rider turnout has been phenomenal the last yeah. couple of years. I mean, just unbelievable. But you still have to get people to come and watch, and you know, new people and, and get interested in, and, and or sponsor the event, so... I agree with you on that one. Yeah, that's the problem is that you can get all the racers in there you want, but if no spectators want to come, I mean, I mean, I'm not bad mouthing anything. No, no, right no, now, no. It's why, an evolution. Yeah, well, it, I mean, right now, the people you get that come and watch a GNCC either heard that it's going to be awesome and we get to drink beer and watch people climb hills, or <laughs> you're already in the racing. You <laughs> yeah. don't get. You know, at a at a Supercross, it's an event. People are like, oh, yeah, they're having something over at the stadium. You know, and they all ain't know anything about their bikes, but it's such a cool show. Right. And you can see so much, and there's fireworks, and there's, you know, whatever. It's like, oh, you know, we'll just go to that, even though they don't know anything about their bikes, and they're taking their family. You don't get that at the GNTC because you can't see much, and... You know, it's it's out in the field, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's I think it's an awesome, you know, form of racing. It's just 
what can we do or what can they do? It's not me. What can they do to make it more spectator friendly? Right. Because when you get spectators and you get people interested in it, you get a big following, you get sponsors. And sponsors bring dollars and dollars bring, you know, everybody's happy. Yeah, I agree. It's an evolution, man. Then there'll be more seat time shows and <laughs> yeah, and you know, crap on the internet. You know, you can only embrace the brutality so much, and that's you know that's what they kind of push out there as their three hour event. It because they're the only ones that do it, and they do it well. I mean, the Coombs family. I mean, that's a big task to stay on time and be safe, and you know, people go out there and race, and they got a good show, but. You know, like uh, Davey will probably be the first to tell you, is there room for improvement? Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. how much change did he bring to motocross and, you know, and still doing that? Yep. So, yeah, it's an evolution and uh, it's going to help teams like Air Group and it's going to help, you know, you in the future and, and any all the young guys coming up. It's just going to, you know, further the sport. So. I agree. Well, Ryan Sipes, well, can, I know it's an hour uh, ahead ahead over there. You probably you might be ready to hit the sack. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I want to assume you are since you're so fast on a motorcycle. But so I got I another question. Are you gonna yeah. stay for the full uh, Supercross or are you gonna the full you know, week? Well, the full night because basically it's the night before um, the GNCC, isn't it? Yeah. Sad, yeah, yeah. No. I'll- I'll be cutting out right around the end of the 250 main. Probably. Yeah. I got to get out of that traffic. Yeah, exactly. Because it's a beast getting out of the speedway uh, after the race, man. I've done it, and uh, it's, you're better off just drinking beer. So he might not be. <laughs> yeah, we are drinking and saying. Yeah, that's like yeah. You're either there drinking beer and and you're racing, or you're racing. Yeah. Hopefully you're not drinking beer. Hey, well, good luck. Pleasure talking to you. Um, have a great season. We'll be rooting for you and and uh, watching it every round. And uh, I'm, I'm uh, I know Dylan and I are pulling for you hard. So. Go after it, man. Yeah. Hey, I, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on. And uh, anytime you let me know, I'll come back on. Heck yeah, we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to find you a, a Starbucks map. So that way, while you're traveling around the world, uh, we can we can always tell you where a Starbucks is. So you can go <laughs> grab some free Wi-Fi. Yeah, no, it would that would be good. <laughs> the last few times I've come on the show, the video has not worked very well. Yeah, that's okay. Well, we now we appreciate it, man. It's always a great time, and yes, we will always have you on because not only are you uh, a cool guy to talk to, you, but you're very informative, and uh, it's just fun. So that's what we like to have here. So keep being a good old boy. Good luck this weekend. Try to uh, watch the Enduro Cross if you can, and uh, just let us know how it goes. All right, man. All right, thanks a lot, guys. All right, good luck. Hey, no. Uh, so Ryan Sipes, cool dude. Hopefully he does really well this weekend. I think he will. I think the momentum he got at the end of the year last year, he was learning some stuff. He was getting better. He was figuring figuring things out like he should. Um, and then he's had all the time off. This guy didn't practicing. get to where he's at, right? You know, winging it, right? Yeah. I mean, he's got a plan. Um, he knows what he didn't do the last couple of seasons, and um, it's you know he made wholesale changes. He went. You know, from a 450 to a 350, which, you know, doesn't sound like that earth shattering, but it's a big deal to a guy like that, um, especially the XC1 class where everybody thinks that power is everything, especially in, in uh, GNCC. It's kind of been, a you know, a bit of a paradigm shift, if you will. Um, the smaller bikes are, you know, just gaining popularity. They're finding that they can run them for three hours harder. Yeah. And it's not about how fast your motorcycle is. It's about how 
easy it is for you to ride hard for three hours. Just think, you know? if Ryan Sipes does better than mm-hmm. he did last year on a 350, right? what that's going to do for a lot of the... I mean, you know, granted, <laughs> Japanese manufacturers don't... I don't want to say they don't care about off-road, but they don't care about off-road. You know what I mean? Like that's they, not their that's not their selling well, market. Like they make the 250 yeah. and 450 because 250 and 450 is what they finally decided on in Supercross. You okay. know, like displacement. So it's easy to say that they do care, and here's why. Here's the evidence. Um, Yamaha went to a you know the FX model in the 250 well, FX. Well, yeah, so they're, now they're, I can everybody's they're seeing better. a little bit of a, the niche market you know value. Um, is it still a niche market? I don't know. I think off-road um, represents a bigger market than it ever has. Right. Um, when you go to one of these GNCCs and there's, you know, a thousand guys running, you know, or 1,500, you know, just motorcycles alone, not the quad guys, not right. the, all that. I mean, that's a that's a big, big, you know, showing for what interest, you know, people have. So I think, you know, the, the off-road specific market is getting bigger and in the Honda and, you know, Yamaha and possibly Kawasaki are going to see more select models. And they're going to kind of, you know, tap into that. You so. think we'll see two strokes again? I mean, obviously Yamaha makes yeah. the 250 still, but yeah, you know, it, it, it's fairly unchanged. Uh, bold new graphics, new plastics. Yeah, stuff, but there's so many. Like there's a, so many, you know, variables that play into that whole thing is uh, that aren't even, you know, fun related. You know, EPA. Well, then, um, then, why do they do that? Why do they go that way? Um, you know, you can't have two stroke. You know, um, we blowers in you know certain areas in town and i mean there's you know they're noisier they're you know so i don't know um i miss them i mean they were awesome i think they our our sport took a vast step backwards because of the um how complicated motorcycling instantly became Uh, became with um you know, four-stroke engines, because now all of a sudden guys that, you know, were moderately capable of working on their bike really don't feel confident enough to do it. So, um, you know, it's a $1,000 rebuild. You know, granted, it's further down the road, but it still is a big deal. So I agree, and I've had to do them. I've had to pay to have them done. Yeah. And then I had to do it on my own another time because I didn't want to have to pay to have it done again. Right. Because it's retarded expensive. Right. So, yeah, I know it's interesting, but... It'll be fun to talk about. So another fun thing to talk about is Fly Racing. Fly Racing is a huge supporter of seat time. They have been since the beginning. If that tells you anything, they like to stick around with the cool kids. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we're one of them. <laughs> we're a Fly uh, yeah, team. Yeah, if it weren't for Randy, and, Dylan wouldn't have Fly Racing <laughs> as a sponsor. He just called him up and was like, guys, it's Randy Green. I just want to tell you about this kid. He's also my son. Yeah, we're get, we, we've been with Fly for, I think, four or five years now, and uh, they take real good care of us, and you know we're happy to wear their gear. I mean, it's awesome product, and uh, I encourage everybody to try it, and if you're not already in it, and uh, they got great colorways for – 2015 yeah, and lots of neon which is fun yeah they're leading edge so yeah it's it, i was surprised i put on the evolution pants mm-hmm. and i was i hadn't ever gone holy crap that's awesome like for motorcycle pants but the magnetic uh oh, the magnetic yeah. latch closure there. in the way that you can adjust kind of micro yep. adjust on the yep. sides i kind of was like that's that's swift like it's it's smart thinking you can tell that they're like okay what we've been doing for years worked but just because it works doesn't mean it's the best way to do it. So, so those adjusters go down because mine only go out. I mean, <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> my winter coat's not off yet. Yeah. Well, you just, what you do is you do what I do. You buy two sizes bigger, and then that way you can use the micro adjusters, cool. and you're like, yeah, buddy, I'm losing uh, weight. Nobody told me that. It's just so. like wearing, you wear a size shirt, like smaller, and then you can tell people we're working out because you fill it out. Nice, more. nice. Okay. We're giving away secrets here, right? Yeah, that's true. Now everybody's going to be able to look like us. <laughs> yeah. No. Horrible. Horrible. Okay. So, so flyracing.com is where you can go check them out or go to your local dealer and say, I would like to look at your fly racing products. So go check them out. Thank you for their support of Seat Time. So we've got some guys on the show tonight from Oklahoma. They're going to be talking about their two-day enduro that's going on at the Zinc Ranch. So for those of you who don't know, Zinc Ranch, we were talking about earlier, 1994, the International Six-Day Enduro was there. Maybe it was the International Six-Day Trials event at the time, whatever. We'll figure it out. I- I'm not a scientist, guys. It's okay. But what they're going to be doing is it's another two-day enduro format coming up here in two weeks. So uh, the weekend before the Texas National Enduro. So for those of you in the North Texas area, Oklahoma, kind of you know in the uh, Arkansas, if you're looking to get things kicked off with the beginning of the Blackjack series, this is going to be the event for you, and we're going to learn and hear a lot about it. So for all the information I just said wrong, you guys fill me in correctly on it. Are they there? <laughs> They're just like, I like chicks. Because <laughs> we're all really distracted by your wall mural, so... <laughs> as she should as she should so what are you guys up to man how's oklahoma it's uh cold and still snowy here so oh that's no true you got yeah you guys have gotten it worse than we have so is, you guys still have snow yeah there's still some snow on the ground here uh but it's starting to warm up and based on the forecast i think if it holds out the race is going to be really good Oh yeah, moisture, buddy. Oh snap, Velcro. Yeah. So is this the is this the beginning of the Blackjack series for 2015? Yes, it's the first round of the of the series. Uh, we're also going to be doing the awards banquet there, and uh, a lot of the races, about half the races this year for Blackjack are going to be two day events like this one. So what you're saying is that when TSEC started doing two day events. We started a precedent of greatness, and you guys are like, that's a good idea. We should do that. That's right. That's right. We, we decided just to copy both great ideas we saw with the National Enduro Promotions Group. We went all restart and then followed you all with the two-day. I'm just kidding. It, it's, it's all about having fun with the sport. But it's interesting that we've got you guys, I think, Blackjack. Now, we'll talk about the Northeast. They still have timekeepers. And you guys have, in the Blackjack series have had timekeepers for a long time as well. Um, is this the first year you guys are doing a full restart format? Yes, this is the first year that we're going full, full full restart format. And it actually started as kind of me and another guy talking about it. Maybe we should do this. Maybe we should go that way. And finally just goading the whole club, the our club, Tulsa Trail Riders, into putting this on and then goading the entire circuit into following our lead or we just wouldn't have a race. So, yeah, I think you got to follow the trend. You you know, you're going to draw from mo- motocross. You're going to draw from, you know, other off-road cross-country series. You know, the timekeeping deal was a great thing. It had its time, no pun intended. But uh, I think the the future of the sport is definitely the, you know, restart format. It's, you know, it's really fun. It's, yeah. it's fast-paced. And uh, more genres of racing can, you know, enjoy it. So good luck, you guys. Yeah. So uh what yeah kind of so 
Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's kind of uh, they kind of give us the name, give us the location, get the exact date. What fourteenth and fifteenth in March? Is that correct? Yeah, it's March fourteenth and fifteenth. Uh, it's going to be just outside of Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, at John Zink Ranch, which was the nineteen ninety four IFCE location. Uh, the Trail Riders had that land from fifty two to ninety four, so we had tons and tons of trail. We actually had three individual 80-mile loops out there. But uh, after the uh, after the six days, we just couldn't have any more events out there. And this is actually only the second event we've ever had there as far as for modern bikes since that race. So the trails are really primo right now. Well, I actually remember that race a little bit. I know several people that raced it, and it sucked. It was a dusty <laughs> week of hell. So you guys couldn't, you know, show in a better light with the recent, you know, uh, um, rain and, and everything. I think you guys are going to show that place what it can truly be. So that's uh, perfect. And it's right before the National Enduro. I think a lot of people are kind of coming this direction um, anyway, so maybe that'll give them another reason to come out a little bit earlier and ride your event. So that's, I think that's what they're hoping, and I, I would like to see that. I know, unfortunately, some of the guys that do the GNCCs, you know, they're going to be racing in Georgia, so they can't come over. But I've been trying to talk to a couple of the guys that are like, right. oh, yeah, we were going to come over around Tuesday and do some riding. And I was like, well, man, just you know, roll out. out a day early or a weekend yeah. early, you know, and head straight to Oklahoma mm-hmm. and ride there, and then that way you guys can get some extra riding in. Um, and it, you know, I haven't ridden at the Zinc Ranch. Obviously, I'm gonna I'm gonna race that race. It's gonna be me and the Baileys. You know, Jordan Bailey's been mm-hmm. on the show a lot. Her husband Cooper Bailey, um, and then his father Scott Bailey. All of us are gonna be on a row together. I think row thirty. Um, so that'll be fun. So I'll be able to have a report afterwards. Yeah. But up till now, yeah, I can't tell you if it's gonna be close to what the Texas National will be. I know the Texas National is gonna be tight. Yeah. Because it's a tight, tight property. So yeah, what kind of tell us about the, the the trails that you guys do have there at the Zinc Ranch. Well, the terrain out there is pretty much like anyone who went to the six days can remember. It's rocky, and it's a lot of uh, new prairie and and old woods out there. So you're going to end up with some kind of open stuff, some really, really fast sections, and we've also put in 12 brand-new miles that's never even been touched by anything other than two wheels. So it'll be a big single track. Uh, we're also going to have a grass track laid out for the end of every loop. So that'll be really cool for a lot of guys that have never really seen real grass tracks in this location. Uh, yeah, that, that'll be neat because I know that the National Enduros, uh, I didn't really see too many pictures of it this year, but the past couple of years, that first one that they would always do, always seemed to have a bitchin' grass track section. Right. In it. And it's stuff that, you know, the T Set, not the T Set guys, but the, the Red River Dirt Riders. Here in Texas, they've done a really good job with grass tracks. But other than those guys, I haven't really seen Even an the, awesome flowy grass track. Yeah, the Oklahoma two years ago, the Oklahoma National um, Enduro had a really good grass ta- uh, track. Is the one section. right outside of Oklahoma City. Yes, yeah, yeah. those guys do a really yeah. good job. And and a lot of times you're just kind of up to what the terrain offers. And uh, but it's cool that you guys got some virgin trail, and that sounds really fun. Well, that, that grass track will really help you. you know, after after people get thrown to the thrown to the wolves and really run through some gnar, they won't remember it after that. Fun that. <laughs> uh, we actually did almost put the exact same special test section in that we had on day three and day six 
of the six days. It's in the same exact spot on the ranch. We tried to follow the, the old topo maps really, really close. That's cool. Close as we possibly could, so you get to see what the six days was. <laughs> and, and this is not a not a place that we have access to ride regularly, so getting to ride the same ranch is really cool for everybody. Yeah, what Kit's holding up here is the hand-drawn topo map from the six days. And I don't know that you can really see it, uh, but every piece of trail is on there. Wow. That's, that's the original map that we laid the six days out with. That's pretty, that's pretty crazy. So um, in the, the special test three and six that you said you tried to follow along with, you know, kind of what they had back in 94, are you guys going to mark that? So we're kind of like, this is that area, like you can kind of know that, this, that you're, you know, on that test or close to it anyway? Marked right now, uh, but as soon as I get out there this coming weekend to mark out where checks are and all that, I'll try to put something up out there saying that this is where test three was on day six and where test five was on day uh, three. Right on. Um, so, Zinc Ranch. 14th and 15th, where can, uh, besides probably going to the Blackjack website, so give us a URL for the Blackjack website and where other, you know people can get more information about the events in case they're interested, want to go sign up, or just to get more, where can they do that at? Well, our website is blackjackenduro.org. We also have a Blackjack Enduro Circuit web, or a Facebook page where we put up regular uh, information blasts to everyone. And it'll have all the links and all the information about the race. Uh, really, that's that's really the only two ways that we've got to to get our information out there right now. This is enduro riding, guys. You yeah. got to be able to follow the markers, so we don't want to make it too easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys got to find the website, then you got to find the trail and figure it out and just see what happens. No, I, I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. What one of the things I was telling these guys earlier on when we were testing the signal is that you know with Things the way they've been with the family dynamics for the Pierces, you know, I, I can't, I don't have a chance to follow a series or really try to get points or anything like that. So I've been looking for new fun events to go to to kind of get some different types of riding and get some different types of racing in. And this is a way to do that because it's still fairly close. I mean, oh, it's the only yeah. thing. It's like it's six hours right, maybe, you know, right. for the kind of drive to and get up there. It's an easy drive. So there's uh, full parking for RVs and all that and everything. There must be because the six days was there and. Yeah, and, yeah. and we're real excited, like you guys just said, to bring some people in here. Don't normally ride blackjack. This is a one-off. We're going to hold here, and uh, everybody will get to see what, what kind of events we put on the blackjack. Yeah. Good. Well, uh, I have ridden the blackjack event before. I I'm think a, I'm a virgin. Oh, it'll be that my means, first. Does that mean you're coming? I think so. It's a cool deal. I think it's a good, you know, weekend before the National Enduro to get you know dialed in on you know that type of racing it's going to be a great format just to kind of go weekend to weekend so yeah i think so i'd like to especially right. with the way the weather's been here <laughs> we're not riding here yeah yeah uh like you're saying with the weekend before the national we're, i know there's the gmcc that same weekend but we're really hoping that we can get a lot of people to to come in to the to our race on their way to texas uh we've put up almost three thousand dollars that we've raised for the pro purse payout on sunday and the saturday pro payout is a hundred percent and there's over three thousand dollars in giveaways for the amateurs 
Man, that's, that's a lot of money. Yeah, I'm never going to see that for racing motorcycles. Yeah. <laughs> like that's just never going to happen. I think you'll you'll see some pros and a lot of guys that do GNCC uh, uh, and are different crowd than do you know than you know the uh, National Enduro. So you know, especially it's been a long hard winter for them as well back east. So you know, I'm, I'm thinking you guys are going to get some you know studs coming out early. I hope we get Cole Kirkpatrick out there. I want to I want to see how he does against some of the blackjack AA guys. Yeah. I know you guys got some good riders. Oh yeah, they're they're everywhere. Hey, what's the? Do you guys have rocks on this property? I mean, yes. There's there going to be rocks. There are a lot of rocks out there. Um, the funny thing about zinc is that a lot of people might remember it's so rocky out there, but we've laid out a lot of this course with the ISDT vintage riders in mind. So there's a lot of transfer stuff out there that's just kind of running down a field. Not a whole lot of rocks, and we really tried to keep it smooth and everything in a lot of the trail that we're reusing from the six days and from the ISDTs. So I, I don't think it'll be as rocky as a lot of guys remember, but I'm not saying it's not rocky. Right. But I, when I think rocky and blackjack, I think of uh, what was the goat trail at the train robbers enduro. And I think it was always in the long course, and that thing beat the shit out of me. That was so gnarly. I loved it. Everything Man. beats the shit out of him, but that's, that's just a, you know the way it is. I know. Is. Before we even started the show, Randy was like, you better watch out. I was like, yeah, you got it, buddy. You got it. Hands off. I'm fragile. Nobody needs that. Hey, I just got one question. Is uh, the the nice blonde girl going to be there? Yeah, yeah we're going to bring her along. She's giving massages. All right. <laughs> Dude, those massive hands that she has that could awesome. probably do some really good massaging. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty fantastical. We like it. I was, I was jealous of your background, so I had backdrop even better. So you got one eight hundred times better, <laughs> dude. Way to one up, you know. Yeah. nice, nice like, work. I built this one, but you did something fantastic. You you uh, created she goddess over there. Uh, so what is this that I keep hearing about? You storing somebody's bike in your garage and putting tiny little penis stickers all over it? Oh uh, well, that is just a tradition for me. Anytime I have to store someone's motorcycle for any length of time. I either go thrash it at the dunes or I put little dick stickers on it. So I think he got the better deal. No, He's no doubt. <laughs> He's not buying a new top end, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so when we attend the Zinc Ranch, how do we choose not to get little penis stickers on our machine? How, what's the best way to, to have that not happen? Uh, just come find me or Kit at the scoring trailer. And bring some nice craft beer. Craft beer works, yes. I like it. I like it. I can do that. You got I the right guy it. then. Yeah. <laughs> I might figure something out. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, uh, so from the from Tulsa, where you guys are at, how close are you guys to the dunes? It's probably three, three and a half hours. Okay, that's right. better. What are we, Steven, like seven? Seven. Seven. Yeah, that's one of those trips I've always wanted to take. I've never had a chance to really ride in, like, real dune riding. And that's probably the closest one to us. Yeah, you can go to West Texas, and you can get silty sand. Yeah, but it's not (laughs) a dune. It's not dunes, you know, like legit dunes. Kermit. Yeah. What's a Kermit? Kermit Kermit area. Yeah. But Sahara's better. All right, well, then we need to have a 
We need to have a trip paddle up. tire up. Yeah. Oh yeah. You, you, yep. could, you could hook us up, right? I mean. Yeah, I think so. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Randy Green. We got connections. <laughs> Make it happen. Make it happen. All right, guys. So what else do we need to know about this race, and how do we get people there? Uh, okay. Um, let's see. Saturday, I believe we're starting at noon. It's going to be 40 miles. Sunday, going to start at 9 a.m. It's going to be 90 miles. To get there, you know, right out, Zinc Ranch is right outside of Tulsa. It's just north of Sand Springs on Highway 97. Pretty much follow Highway 97. It runs right into it. You can't hardly, you really can't miss it. There's highway signs saying it. Right. The ranch is this way. Um, go go check us out on our website blackjackenduro.org. That way, right on the homepage, there's links to all the pre-entry information. You'll have to pre-enter for day one and day two. We can't really get them both going on at the same time with the Moto Tally software. Right. Um. Oh, I just had a really good question and, and lost so, it. Yeah. So Sunday we're starting at nine a.m. will be key time, not eight. As far as I know, it's 9 a.m. Okay, so and then you said we'll have 90 ground miles, and I say ground miles as in we'll, or, or is it going to be all the tests equal up to 90 miles, or including transfers, we'll wind up doing 90 miles? Uh, it should be 90, 90 miles even. Nice. I haven't had a race that long in a long time. I mean, that's dude, day two. That's a hike. Yeah. yeah that'll be fun, dude. I mean, I'm going to be a wore out dude. For so sure. we're getting our money's worth, right? Yes. Long course gets a special test. Mm. Dang it. It's a special test. Uh, Why do I always get the short bus test? <laughs> For obvious reasons. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, we'll give you the, the short bus test. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool, man. I'm looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to the rocks, too. I, and I hate I, that sounds weird. Well, but we don't get a ton of that here, I don't think. I think, you know, your rocks are a little bit different than what we're thinking. Um, and from what I understand, they're a lot of rocks, but they're not really, really big, huge boulder-type rocks, are they? Um, it's more just, you know, basketball size and down and a lot of them. It, it's not huge rocks right. unless they're just bedrock. Right, right. Okay. You ride across a lot of exposed bedrock, right. but for the most part, it's just uh, golf ball to yeah. all size sandstone. And for the most part, it's pretty well uh, lodged into the ground, so it's not like it's trying to wiggle you around like you're riding on gravel or something. So if I were to choose a kind of tire to run at this event, I wonder what it would be. Mm, probably a hard carcass. Yeah, because it, well, it sounds like, yeah. too, that we're not going to really... It's that, high speed. Yeah, but it's, it's good moisture, so it's not going to be... Well, hopefully, yeah. it's not going to be hard-packed. You're like, right. in the sense of... Yeah, I was thinking about the last race. So, you guys are going to have intermediate, you know, yeah. dirt. It's going to be good. Well, really I'm going to go to kindatireusa.com and look at their tire uh, comparison chart to <laughs> see which plug. which one that I should go check out, because Kinda tires are pretty wicked. Well, I've got the Washougal 2s on right now. Uh, the Millville twos are obviously really good, but I'll talk with Mike Tosh. He's our Kinder rep, and I'll find out what we're thinking will be the best tires for the event, and we'll talk about it on the next show. Um, uh, we, and speaking of next show, we will be live next week. We are now just full bore. We're going to be in the season. We're going to come on every Tuesday and go pretty much until the summer. 
And then we're going to take a break. Obviously, things come up. We've had family emergencies in the past. If that happens, we'll let you guys know ahead of time. So we'll see how that goes. But um, so what, what kind of tires do you guys run out there? Do you guys run, you think you'll run intermediate type tires out there? I, I'm a Dunlop guy myself. I usually run uh, the 52 or the 32. That's what I really like. Uh, sometimes, depending on which wheel I'm running on the back of my bike, I, I got to switch to an AT81 because they don't offer. 18s. Yeah. Yeah, those jerks in there. Can't get an 18. Wheels. No, we're Dunlop better, guys too. Really. So, right on, man. Well, uh, so, John, if you were to tell me a good funny story about the guy Kit sitting next to you, what would it be? That this is how I think we should laugh before we wrap this up. Well, I used to have a riding area called Wienerland, <laughs> and did you lose that to Lorena Bobbitt? Sort of. I learned it. I lost it to a Dixie Chopper, actually. We, we decided to <laughs> cut in a grass track one time, and about, oh, I'd say seven-eighths of the way through it, we were literally finishing up going back to the truck with the mower. It caught on fire. And burned up Wienerland with Kiss Lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not touching that one. Literally, no, yeah, no ten foot pole, yeah, no no, no pole. exactly. No, yeah, I'm not standing. Not even commenting. <laughs> Man, you guys. So your wiener was so hot that it burnt down his lawnmower. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. We've got some hot wieners, and lawnmowers don't like them. Never. <laughs> we haven't manscaped since. Yeah. <laughs> this is just awesome. I love it. Well, cool, man. Well, uh, I have to say thanks for, one, being a fan of the show. Uh, I'm glad that you guys reached out. I know we, we've chatted, obviously, multiple times about all kinds of different things, but I'm glad that you guys, your wife specifically, let me know about the event and that I'm going to get a chance to come up there, meet you guys in person and hang out, um, and then that we got a chance to talk about it on the show. And hopefully we do get some more, you know, uh, if nothing else, we get some more Seat Time fans interested in the results. See how things pan out. See who picks up the three grand because that's awesome. Or the purse anyway. Of three yeah, grand yeah. For the professionals out there, not myself included. Um, well, hey, I'm really glad you're bringing back the Zinc Ranch. Um, I don't know if that's a um, you guys have the ability to have that every year. I know it's kind of tough to get on that property, but uh, obviously you have connections. So it's. I know a lot of people will find it really cool to go back there. Um, and so you know, good on you for that. Uh, Keep it a secret on the hush hush. We're not supposed to tell anybody. Yeah, this is this is seat time. We have two listeners right now. It's okay. You're actually gunning for a national enduro next year. Oh, cool. Good luck. That would be cool. I think it. I think it'll go through. Everything is pointing good at it so far. We've gotten a really good, uh, really good rapport going with the ranch manager. So he's he's liking what we're doing. We're really really playing by their rules as far as getting this going on out there, and we're really stoked about it. Uh, before I get off here, I just want to mention that the sign-up for the Zinc Ranch race closes on Friday the 6th. So you if you want to bring it, event, yeah, you can sign up at the, event, at the event, but it's $5 extra, and you really don't get your pick in a row anymore. You're just kind of limited to what's there. Uh, our, for Blackjack, our round two at White Rock, 
is the sign up is already open online. Uh, for the guys that like to get to get photos of themselves, Yellowwood Photography is, is going to come down, taking a bunch of pictures during the weekend. I'd also like to throw out uh, thanks to some of our sponsors that have helped with our pro purse and some of our promotion. Uh, Stillwater Power Sports, Asphalt Fuel and Transports, Mack Trucks of Tulsa has been a huge, huge help for us, throwing out a lot of money for the pro purse and the amateur giveaways. Uh, Flatland Racing and Daylight Donuts are really hooking us up. Uh, Bike Graphics is doing tons and tons of stuff for us, printing out all our numbers, giving us some exposure. And one of your sponsors, Stillwell, has even kicked in on stuff. I like it. There's been a lot of excitement around the whole industry for this event, so we're really pumped. That's yeah. cool, man. No, it, it should be a lot of fun. And again, I'm look, I'm looking forward to something different. And it is neat because I remember when that happened, the, yeah. the SDE in '94, and I was like, "Dad, we gotta go." And uh, you know, I, so I was 12, 13. Yeah. No, 13 because uh, '94. No, I don't know. 14, whatever. It, I was still a young buck, but I kind of knew how important it was, and I really wanted to go, but it was just too far for us to drive currently from New Orleans. Um, well, I I wasn't 13 or 14. And I don't even want to talk about that, but it was a great event. It was a big deal to have it in the United States again. Um, and, uh, you know, that's really cool that we could possibly have a, a national enduro. I think, you know, AMA and, and uh, NP, NEPG, they would love to have that name again in the uh, schedule. So, you know, rock on, you guys, and good luck. That's, yes. That's cool. Big beards and hearty beer. Hardy beards and good beer. I don't know. We can come up with some kind of fun slogan for it. Yeah, they're just drinking their beers. I know, I know. <laughs> yes, indeed. We still on? Yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks a bunch, guys. We really appreciate you coming on the show. We'll chat soon, all right? All right. Thanks. See you guys at Zinc. See I'll, you in three I'll, weeks. I'll be looking for Blondie on the side of a van, okay? Ooh, All yes. right, see ya. Do it. <laughs> Later, guys. Later. See ya. Woo! All right. No, that'll be fun. Oh yeah, hell yeah, that'll be fun. That, just to go back to the you know the Zinc Ranch, that's a big deal, and uh, everybody will know that in off road racing. Right. So that's you know I didn't have any idea that they were resurrecting that property or anything like that. So that's really cool. Um, I think a lot of people are going to come out. The timing is going to be pretty good because a lot of the National Enduro guys are specific to that series, yeah. even even the amateur side of things, not just the pro side of things. Um, a lot of guys that run age groups and, and um, displacement classes, they, you know, they don't do GNCC. And, uh, I mean, a lot of people that do GNCC, man, they're dedicated down there to uh, right. Florida and Georgia. Yeah. So they're going to miss out. And uh, But... Other than that, you know, it's cool. It's a it's a great thing that they're on their you know that property. I'm excited so. about being able to go back and do this. So, really quick before we totally sign off, I wanted to say Bike Week. Like, I mean, oh. that's starting up. So we got Enduro Cross starting on this weekend. We're gonna have Supercross. We've got the GNCC. There's yeah. gonna be an Enduro down there, not a national, but that's okay. Uh, and then obviously all the other stuff that goes on, the hoopla, if you will. We gotta have a flashback. I wish we could show it, Stephen, to the Harley. Yeah. From last year, that recluse, uh, the guys from Recluse decided to uh, knock over. I guess uh, when they were doing burnouts. Yeah. On the show, and the dude lost control and just like <laughs> tried way? to and just about drove it through the wall. Oh, he got traction and, and it, he was oh yeah. Just like, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. 
So well, it was pretty epic. So if any of you guys uh, go back to, buy, I can't, even, I, I wish I could even remember what episode it was, but look for the one that, uh, from, from Recluse, with Recluse from Bike Week last year. No was, wonder uh, their clutches get such good starts, right? They're just grabbing traction just where they go. shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. You know, where they Even when the front brakes yeah. held, yeah. Just, yeah. just going yeah. anyway. But the, yeah, that Harley. No, was, dude, we're at the, you know, the middle of the season kind of, if you will, because, I mean, everything starts at Daytona. I mean, yeah. like, you know, we're, what, round of Supercross, I think. Halfway through, so we're Seven, eight? Like, yeah, it's like And, eight. Uh, I mean, it seems like it's just railing by now, and, uh, I mean... Dungey seems to have a lock, but, uh, you know, at Florida, there's so much going on. You can see short track. You can see, you know, off-road. You can see motocross, you know, supercross. Um, there's amateur supercross, you know. There's so much going on as well as, you know, more Harleys and, you know, and off or and on-road bikes of all manufacturers. Everybody comes there. The Beamers are running with you know the Harley guys yeah. and everybody's cool with it you know they're okay with it so, for a week you know you can't get away with that at Sturgis but you can at, at Daytona really yeah so interesting okay so a biker chick on a Harley looks different from a biker chick on a BMW that's a question mark for you I'm asking like do they look different oh incredible yeah, they, yeah. you know because that BMW girl she's a lot more sophisticated and probably works out you know, but the other one's kind of, you know, hardcore American, you know, <laughs> One can probably kick both of our ass, you know, oh, okay. so, you know, you got to watch what you say. I wouldn't say that with her in here. <laughs> in a confined space yeah. <laughs> where it's very hard to run away. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I like it. Well, yeah, I mean, if you guys are at Bike Week, definitely uh, tag us, Pipeful of Awesome. Um, in any of your posts, that will just be super cool to see. Uh, we were, you know, as, as I should say, we're always trying to find a way to make it down for Bike Week. I've yet to ever go. Um, I think it'd be a hoot. It's a great time. One, so in your, on your bucket list, if you will, motorcycling, yeah, for sure. you got to awesome. make it happen because there's nowhere else like it. Um, you know, Sturgis is its own deal. Um, you know, Daytona Bike Week is is its own deal. They don't compare. You know, because you know right. they're there's kind of a rally deal, but um, you know Daytona is more of a race deal. I mean, nothing speaks racing more than Daytona. Okay. When you say that word, you know, in both automotive circles, uh, you know, motorcycle circles, I mean, you win Daytona or at Daytona, it's a big, big deal. So, and then what would people Google to see about your professional dirt tracking background? Oh, geez, you know. It doesn't even matter anymore. Um, I I have a long history of you know racing motorcycles. I was lucky enough to have parents that were really into it. Uh, my dad raced. I started early, went amateur, and then turned pro. Had a national number for um, seven or eight years, and then went to Europe and raced speedway over there, and for three years. And I in between there, I rode um, super bikes for Yamaha Motor Canada. Ooh. For two seasons, so I, I've kind of been really lucky to have opportunities in motorcycling. Yeah, I love it. Um, I, you know, my again, my dad, he wasn't just you know like you, you were. We're just going to motocross, or we're just going to off road, or let's know, do a little. Let's bit just everything. do you know yeah. everything, and and it's got an so engine and two wheels. Worried. Yeah, <laughs> I have you know full love affair with the this sport, so yeah. that's cool. I'm a lifer. Yeah, my dad's the same way. You know, he's kind of he's. Street bikes, dirt bikes, we had it all. Now, less street biking, more off-road, but still, like, really enjoyed that, you know. Right. And uh, it's, it's, it's kind of the same way for myself. I just never had a street bike, so I've never really 
done anything like that and that's okay too like but right. I, I love the vintage racing that's so much fun now that i've got that yeah my dad's got the can-am and i've got a chance to do that a little bit that's a lot of fun so yeah no for sure it's we've had so much fun doing this as a family and i can see that already with my son and my daughters and all that kinds of stuff so we're just going to keep it going it gets better i mean i'm lucky enough to have two boys that are you know into what i'm faster, into though? I mean, you know <laughs> I don't think you will you will you know you're faster than when i first met you you know or maybe I'm slowing down. I don't know. One way or the other, I'll get faster. <laughs> I'll feel faster. Okay. I love that. We'll go that. Works. I'll feel faster. So, guys, thank you very much for tuning in for one, episode 157 of Seat Time, presented to you by Fly Racing. Of course, you can find out more about Fly Racing at flyracing.com. Uh, the guys over at Kenda Tire USA, kendatire.com, and, of course, Stillwell Performance at stillwellperformance.com. This is Seat Time. You can find us on our website, seattime.co, or on Facebook, facebook.com slash seattime. We're on Twitter. It's at seattime underscore co. On Instagram, at seattime. Um, other fun stuff. Of course, there's all kinds of things coming up. We want If you guys are at Enduro Cross, make sure you tag us. If you guys are at the GNCC, make sure you tag us. If you're at the Supercross, we want to know about it. This stuff's awesome, and we want to have a presence there. Obviously, since we can't be there, you're our fans. Be that presence for us. We'd really appreciate that. We will be back live next Tuesday to talk about all the stuff that's going on and all the races I was just talking about. So make sure you tune in live here next Tuesday at... 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. We're going to have Alan Stillwell on again to talk about more fun stuff. I guess after that, remember to always enjoy a pint full of awesome. Thank you hey, for coming you, on the man. show. It was really fun. appreciate it. You do a great job. I, I encourage everybody to follow Seat Time. You know, um, watch it, tweet it, go nuts with it. It's a, it's fun. Tweet it. I like it. We're going to talk about that in a fun second. So remember, always enjoy a pint full of awesome, and we'll see you next week. See ya. Peace. <laughs>